Welcome to another episode of BSing with Sean K. I'm your host, Sean Neese. I apologize for my voice being a little raspy today, but I am a little under the weather, and I was a bit under the weather when doing this interview, too. And on this show, I have long-form interviews and conversations with people who are pursuing their creative and intellectual passions, artists, musicians, actors, bloggers, activists, uh, anybody who's going against the grain and living outside the box. And for this episode, this is episode 81. And for episode 81... I'm going to play you a conversation I had with the poet Eric Kai, who I met at that improv group I did actually did a podcast episode on for my previous episode. And he writes a lot about social media uh, satirical pieces. He he posts a lot of his his uh, work on Instagram, and also he does some personal writing as well, and. Also, other poems that deal with uh, social com that have social commentary and things like that. And he is also interested in dance, acting, and music. And we got into a very uh, in-depth conversation about philosophy, literature, uh, just being uh, a poet. And I talked a bit about some of my writing as well that he's. Talked, said he's enjoyed in the past. And he also reads a few of his poems during the interview. Anyway, here's the conversation, and I hope you enjoy the BSing. Here I am, where this is BSing with Sean Kay, and I'm here with. Uh, I'm the poet known as Eric Kai, I'm a New York City based poet, I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I'm glad to be joining the cast tonight. So what could you say about uh, yourself? Like, uh, how you got into poetry and all that? Well, let's see. I'm a very creative person in general. Um, I'm an artist. I came to New York City to pursue acting. But um, my first kind of love with, like, the literary arts is definitely poetry. I love poetry because and you, don't, you can break all the rules of, of standard narrative. You can... Um, spell things incorrectly. You can make up your own words. You can make up your own rhythms. Uh, it's really like you, you can just break the language and then just create a whole new expression and, uh, like different perspective and a different way of reading, conveying and expressing words. So like, I guess you like more of a, like a free form kind of poetry. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, let's not like, let's not like beat down on epic poetry, but epic poetry, I mean, that is like super long. Who has time to like go through the entire Odyssey on, on stage? I, I love reciting short, witty content that can just reach the masses uh, incredibly quickly. Like stuff people can relate to, like more people. Oh yeah, I'm definitely a contemporary. I'm not. I'm not. I may uh, 
uh, go uh, and refer to things in the past that happened, but I see myself as a contemporary uh, uh, poet. What, what kind of topics does your poetry deal with? Because I know you, you, you had some things that were... Uh like talking about reality TV or like celebrities and stuff like that. Oh, I mean, I post a lot of my work on Instagram. So sometimes I'm like ripping on Instagram or like uh, social media culture. Um, how about like the common uh, problems with uh, contemporary relationships, right? Like how, uh, you know, two couples are like, you know, at a, at a, on a date and they're all just looking at their phones. They're staring at their phones, but they're on a date. Like, that kind of culture. Or, you know, addiction to technology, um, social connection. And sometimes when I don't have an idea, I will ask my readers or my followers for suggestions. And those are the probably the most rewarding types of uh, works uh, and type most rewarding types of inspiration um, to creating literary art. I see poetry as art, and um, and it's it's great. Like um, most recently, uh, people uh, readers have asked me uh, to write poems about love, and you, you know, of course, a lot of times they're female, uh, and you know that's really uh, flattering for like, yeah, you're a poet. Please write write me a poem about love, and. Um, at first I get kind of nervous cause it's like, well, like what if like that person doesn't like it or what if, um, the kind of love I'm interested in or I'm writing about is not the one that they expected. But then I, I step back from that again and it's like, well, that's just like a story that goes on in my head. Like technically every, um, poem that you ever wrote, every song that was ever written uh, is a love song or a love poem. Um, it's either, you know, self-love or love for something. An so expression. even like a political song. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah. With, with Even, no, like any literary work is a love song. Because it's a different love, kind of love each time? Yeah, it's a different kind of love. So like love for changing the world of this political. What if it's like nihilistic? Nihilistic where uh, nothing exists? Yeah, or it's just, like, very negative, um, misanthropic. Well, but that's still the love for nothingness, right? Yeah. The love for, like, sorrow, like, or, like, nihilistic, yeah. nothing exists. This is nothing. Or maybe they're so hateful because they want to be loved and they're not. See, but even, yeah. see, yeah. love is not a monochromatic emotion. It yeah. encompasses all of, there's, you know, there's hate-love relationships, yeah. right? People have hate-love relationships, yeah. um... And that, that is even a top, that is a, actually a, what, an interesting topic. I used to write about those. Um, cause I used to be in a, a more emo, when I first started poetry like 10 years ago, I used to be more of an emo, like, um, kind of, uh, mood. And I could see it in my poetry. So I was like, man, I used to write about, I had a lot of self-loathing like 10 years ago in my, in, in my early 20s. Uh, I was in a very happy place, and I could see it in my poetry. Was so it was like, like a depression kind of stuff? Yeah, like there yeah. was. Um, and poetry was kind of my release. Uh, and my first, uh, my first uh, experience with expressing emotions. Um, because the, you can, 
emotions kind of uh, move around in your in the mind. I see in, in like a wheel. Like you know, your mood changes and goes ups and down like a roller coaster, ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. It's never now. Some people are like angry all the time, or some people are like happy and joyful yeah. all the time. I guess resentful or resentful. Yeah. But I would say most of the general populace kind of uh, ebbs and flows. You know, emotions move like phases of the moon. Uh, emotions move like tides of, of in the ocean. Like waves, um, emotions change like the seasons. So I, I feel that um, that part of the human psyche um, is is constantly changing, and uh, in, in terms of environment and who you're interacting with and what relationships you are in. So I mean, I re- like a lot of people say that poetry is life. And uh, poetry, like, if you go back to the Greek root of the word, it just means to make. I'm making. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I'm making words come out. I'm making expression. Yeah. Well, I think Mark Twain's a good example of that because I know his early poetry – I mean, his early – not poetry, but writing was, uh, like, Huck Finn and, like, more, like, oh, stories yeah. like that. But then his, the then, his, then his family uh, – died, I think his wife and kids died in, like, a horrible fire. Then after that, he started writing very dark, angry, oh, yeah, yeah, angry yeah, writing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you can tell, yeah, like, the the things that happen in a writer's life kind of exp- uh, are, uh, even if they're not writing about it literally, the subconscious is, like, expressing that that mood and that type of tension and that type yeah. of expression. Um no, Mark Twain is one of the, you know, the, a great American writer and a satirist. And, yeah. of course, like, you know, there's a comedy award. You know, the Mark Twain Award is named after him. He's a, he's a great yeah. uh, satirist. And I, I even liked what I saw that uh, that really dark, I don't think he even finished it. That, I forget what it was called. Like, it was uh, that very dark novel he wrote towards the end of his life about, like, the angel of death coming and everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. He goes, I, you know what? I think when you're a great writer... You don't just write to uh, pander to the audience. Yeah. I don't want to pander to the audience. Even though I have, like, followers, what I want to do, I want to be the most authentic writer as possible. So, like, when I have a... I'm in, when I'm in a bad mood, I want to write, like, a poem about being in a bad mood. And when I'm in love or, like, happy, I want to write a poem about that. And I don't always want to write a happy poem just because I get, like all these likes and comments on on a on Instagram or on um, social media. And a lot of times, uh, sometimes I found, like, if I, I, I had a poem that was, like, too serious, a lot of times I write, I, I write poems that uh, of memories of my past. I used to get bullied a lot in, in uh, middle school and high school, and it, that kind of shifted how I am as a person and as an artist now. But, like, still hearing them in your head kind yeah, of thing? Or? Well, um, uh, I would... Sometimes I I would have an interaction with a person uh, like now, but like, you know, the 12-year-old me or high school me would filter the words that person would say. And so a lot of times I would I would be like, what happened just now? How come I just like uh, reacted to that person that way? And then I wrote a poem about that reaction and I found that it was like a 12-year-old me or... 
18 year old me like taking something someone said personally yeah as personally, a, as a put personally. Down when it wasn't yeah. yeah and and the thing is is that i realized that um i also combine uh, my uh my instagram uh poetry uh with graphic design so that my readers are like aware and of the tone that's happening in my poetry like i'll put like dark I'll tell you to put a dark background and then uh, words that are in light colored. So it's like from darkness into light and the light is the words and the expression, but it's like a black background. And then when it's like a, like a poem about happiness or something cool, I'll, I'll change the setting. Like the background would be light and the words are, are, are standing out in, in that. Um, it's just to create that, that contrast. Um, so do you do graphic design as a trade at all, or is that more? I went. To, I took a few classes in graphic design just because I was fascinated by it. Um, and actually, I picked up a lot of of kind of how to market and how to draw um, interest uh, from your work and how to kind of stand out in like an ocean of like poetry is very saturated on Instagram. So you like if you want to be. If you want to be known, you have to get you. You have to kind of do something that no one is doing before, and also kind of have your own expression and niche. Like, there's so many po- poems on Instagram that are just white background, black words, um, and it's like that's nothing special. Like everybody does that. That's like your bread and butter um, format. For poem poetry, um, and also because uh, I think the human attention span is not—it's um, uh, shortening, shortening because we're so hyper connected now that people don't have time to read like a fourteen-line poem or like an eighteen-line poem because if you see it on the display, uh, you can't even see the words. Uh, before you click on the yeah. poem, so it's well, like people don't even have the attention span to listen to a full album now. It's just like, oh, I downloaded a couple of their songs, and I don't know, they don't even listen to the whole album anymore. It's the same with like music too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's I don't know. It, I write a lot about that actually. Yeah. That the reason that I write poetry is because um, it's kind of bringing a form of communication that is lost now. Like, people don't even have... People don't even have conversations on the train anymore. It's, like, I remember 10 years ago, I used to be on a train and just chat up a stranger, and you would, like, talk to them until, like, they ended their life. I've had it happen on occasion, not not very often. I I guess it used to happen more often. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, that whole... That whole type of interaction, everyone can just, like, stare, like, have the tech neck and just, like, you know, tuck thumb twiddle on the train and not even talk to each other. Yeah. Because you can, like, yeah, I can just be watching my favorite Netflix yeah. show or I can watch... Yeah, I mean, you're not interested in the world around you. can you. just zone out of the world. You can put, you know, you know, put your earplugs in and, you know, your, your phone's on and then just, like, your earphones and just literally just, like... I'm zoned you out. My favorite song's on. I'm I'm jamming right now. Like, uh, screw everybody around me. Um, and poetry is the opposite. I feel poetry is like observation. 
it's projection, and it's also, I'm making something happen right now, in the moment. So this piece is about uh, what we're talking about. I just found it. Um, is what I posted on Instagram about uh, attention spans. And uh, I've never... Pre- this is actually the first time of me performing it. It's it's meant to be a more visual style of poem, but here it goes. Human attention spans are the lowest ever in recorded history. I have approximately eight seconds to demonstrate quality, poetic substance, somewhere in between a tragedy and a comedy. Okay, here goes nothing. And in super small text. Okay, it's okay to read my work. I have good ideas. I know, short poems are, get more likes and views. See, it's not that difficult to read to the end. Thank you for sharing your time and enjoying my cleverness. Erikai the Poet. <laughs> so, that's that was my um, first time reading that poem. And then here is about um, smartphones and hyperconnectivity. The golden age of the smartphone, information overload, hyperconnectivity, the ADD generation, brain hacked, mind fucked, screen staring, less caring, first impressions, ha! Next. By the time you finish reading this, I have already lost interest. What was I saying? Eric High the Poet. <laughs> So it's most, uh, I guess, kind of the same, similar theme, right? Yeah, that was a, that was the theme of technology. Um, and usually, when I have, when I find that someone's been following and liking a lot of my posts, I would usually um, send them a message and be like, "Hey, thanks for supporting my work. Um, w- uh, could I get a suggestion? I kind of do improv on on nice. on <laughs> my audience, but it's nice. like, can or I get a suggestion? To do yeah, absolutely." Um, yeah, so I kind of do uh, get that uh, improv, um, like, uh, mind going. Um, they said that improv was, uh, for some time, was used as um, inspiration in a writing tool to get, like, better ideas out. Yeah. And so I kind of go, hey, can I get a suggestion um, for a topic to write about? Um, because, you know, that, that's another level of connection with your viewers or your, your, uh, your readers. Um, because if someone's following you and likes your work, there's, they already found the connection to you. So why don't you just bring it to another level? So it becomes like poetry squared where your reader, one of your fans is like, Hey, um, Please write a poem about this. I love your interpretation about subjects. You know, so recently, um, people have asked me to write poems about love. Uh, people have asked me to write poems about blank pages. Yeah. Like, um, what else? Uh, uh, another poet from the UK, um, uh, I asked for a suggestion and she said, um, she wrote, uh, alternate parallel universes because she's a sci-fi junkie well she like created them you mean no. well she just in, like in her book. yeah she she wrote about it in her poetry but she's just fascinated with uh alternate timelines <laughs> or, or parallel universes yeah um and 
I was like, oh man, I had to like think for like a few weeks about a poem to write about that. And uh, I just find it interesting that it always with, with uh, every reader that I ask suggestions from, I always get something different. It's, it's amazing. Like, um, you know, and sometimes people, uh, are into like my darker stuff, stuff about like loss and suffering and rejection. And sometimes there are people who like and love my criticism of social media, um, platforms, um, and how, um, you know, Instagram bots are trying to like make money and, and, uh, Trying to like get followers. Oh, yeah, I think likes. I, saw, I saw you had a poem that was like, I'm a bot, right? It was, a, yeah. Or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, fo- yeah. follow me, follow me not. Yeah. Um, that was one of my first ones. Um, let's see. Uh, all right. I'll read that one, actually. Okay. Now that you asked me about it, it's like, ah, yes, I will read it. You just followed me. Dilemma. What if it's a bot? What if it's not? Should I follow you bl- back? Dilemma. I follow you back in response to you following me. What if in response to that, you unfollow me? I'm left confused. Should I unfollow you back? Dilemma. You have a right to, cha- to change your mind. That's fair. Just not to me. I have a right to change my mind, too. Playing a fame game, nobody wins. All right. Yeah. That, that, yes. that, yeah. So that was about, like, Instagram robots. Like, she, they, so they follow sat- you. And a then lot of your stuff is kind of satire. Right? Oh, sometimes yeah, it's satire. Yeah. Especially, no, when yeah. I'm, when I'm, when I'm criticizing social media, it's sat- satire. Yeah. I, don't, I, I wrote some uh, song lyrics that were kind of about, like, a... What was it? I, 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 you might have seen it. it. Was about like how, like every, every they have, we have like everything on demand about like social media, and then I post them like on Instagram. I compared it to I don't know if you read uh, in Brave New World. There's this drug that people take to like escape everything that's unpleasurable. Oh, called Soma. So I kind of was like comparing the man. iPhone and uh, social media to oh, man. Soma. Oh wow, Brave New World. Holy. Um, that is so interesting. Yeah, and I called it dopamine. It was like a song. Like, I, I like doing it as music, but I thought, like, posting it just as words is like a way to connect with people who wouldn't necessarily be into the music style I do. But So then you can reach, you can reach more people sometimes through doing, like, a spoken word version of what you do. Uh, because, like, music, you know, everybody has their different tastes and everything, but sometimes poetry can be more, uh, universal, I guess. Well, I mean, like, you know, song is a type of poetry. People don't yeah. really, like it is probably the most popular because yeah. you're adding instrumentals and music to it. Um, you know, rap is poetry. Rap is hip hop poetry. Um, and, uh, you know, there's three different types of poetry. There's narrative, which is a lot of times uh, prose in your regular speech and like monologues and... Um, you, you know, some something like even a politician would would do that. You know, that's prose. Uh, you know, basic speech. Yeah. 
basic structure. Yeah, and, that, and that's right? what you said. Like a lot common of, speech. What I write is like the it's I you prose. Yeah. Prose. It's uh, there's there's less um, uh, in terms of um, breaking structures of of language, uh, and then there's dramatic, which is. Uh, a lot of to be or not, not to, to be. be. Yeah, right. That there you go. Like, like the emotions, yeah. right? Well, I, so, would you consider? I guess you would consider like dramatic. A, yeah, I yeah. put a would lot. Would you consider of, Shakespeare a poet in a sense, even though he, he's he is, he is the bard of Avon. Yeah, uh, a bard is a yeah. wandering poet. <laughs> I'm a bard. I wander around New York City looking yeah. for uh, poetry nights yeah. and open mics to yeah. perform at. Um, and then there's lyrical poetry, which is um, rhythmic. Right, yeah. it's got rhythms yeah. and, um, and you can consider hip hop poetry too. It's absolutely, hip hop is poetry. Yeah, yeah. It comes from like a, you know African American um, traditions, like yeah. lyrical traditions, and the rhythms are you yeah. know Afro. Well, I think it broke off uh, like uh, funk. I think yeah, too, but yeah, funk think, yeah. and just like in before funk, it's blues, and yeah. before that, it's you yeah. know it. it um, yeah, hip hop, um, emceeing, that, that's the, one of the five elements of hip hop, but emceeing, that's where you can, the human voice, right? Yeah. That's the, one of the elements of, of, um, rapping, right? Yeah. And so. Well, it's kind of like how folk music was like, like, a, a music of kind of like, like anybody, like a, even, even a poor person could like make it, like kind of like it's the music of the people. Like yeah. You just make a beat and like, rap a line like with folk you just have an acoustic guitar you play a song or with blues you know you just have a guitar and, you know I I love poetry for its accessibility this is what we're talking about it's yeah. simplicity it's like yeah. I can write a poem a day yeah. I can not necessarily yeah. perform and I don't really want to listen to yeah it, it, like it's better than I, I think that's more sincere sometimes if it's straight to the point that it's just some like someone who's showing off all their vocabulary and like yeah the, look at me I'm an existential blah 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 like, and I, I created an entire piece that yeah. was just alliteration and yeah. look how I twisted uh, yeah. the words like this yeah uh, oh look at my yeah. mastery of of language ironically I think one of the worst with that was uh, Wordsworth it's funny he has that name I remember reading him in English class like he wasn't bad but it was just like God, it was, I don't know. He was just exhausting to read. So, like, I can write a short poem about an observation or uh, something that inspired me that day or a thought that just comes to my mind uh, at the time. Uh, I can do that every day. I can write it. I don't have to perform it. I can just post it online. Yeah. Um, and, but I can't, you know, you know, every night perform uh, a Shakespeare show. You know, I, I can't. Um, I don't know. I I might lose my voice if I yeah. I sing. Well, you could day. do like a joke and be like, "To follow or not to follow." Right, but that's like, the question. Yeah, but that would just be like that short line. Yeah. That would be that yeah. that the yeah. to follow or not to follow. Right. Um, yeah. But ironically, I, Hamlet. Yeah. Oh, everything is Hamlet. Right. This yeah. goes back to he yeah. is the bard. He he's a true bard of Avon. Yeah. So like, yeah, he is like. Yeah. I am a bard. I mean, like, poets don't realize that they are bards, you know, that, that is the old tradition, uh, uh, from, uh, the English Isles, right? Yeah. And Ireland, right? Yeah. Uh, a bard is a wandering poet. That is the definition. A, yeah. a wandering poet and, um, singer and musician, right? Uh, because 
Back in the old times. songs about their experiences. Well, back in the old times, song and poetry were one and the same. I'm probably not surprised if maybe the Odyssey was even sung. And people don't even know how to do it. Like, even uh, in the Hindu tradition, the Bhagavad Gita, you're supposed to sing that. Oh, really? Yeah. You're supposed to sing that. Yeah, I've always appreciated... uh, People don't... Like, yoga teachers don't sing it, though. But you're supposed to know how to sing it. Um, that's interesting. I, I'd have to look that up. I, I never knew it was like saying that. Yeah, yeah. I, I always, I always liked that the story of that though from like an allegorical perspective. Even though like I don't believe in like the actual religious. T- yeah. I mean, even think about uh, Game of Thrones right now. The Song of Fire. Was it? Yeah. Is it Ice and Fire? Ice and Fire. Yeah. Or fire? Is it Fire and Ice? I. A Song Game. of Ice and Fire. I think the books. The, yeah, the book series was called The Song of Ice and Fire. And then the show's Game of Thrones. This just this first book in the series was called Game of Thrones. Okay. Think, so, yeah. yeah, the Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. And uh, are are we all just poetry, right? Are you? Well, I mean, essentially we are just poetry. Yeah. Poetry means making. So I am essentially the poetry of my mother and my father. You yeah. are the poetry of your mother and your father. Yeah. Um, and the poetry of your upbringing, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I actually had a deep conversation, uh, with a lot of my followers. I, I send them and I asked them, I already told you, I asked them for suggestions. So I have pen pals from all around the world. Now I have a pen pal who's originally from Afghanistan and he lives in Canada. Now I have a pen pal, like two pen pals from the UK. Um, I have a pen pal from, uh, Northern California. So it's cool, and it's just kind of camaraderie because they're also poets and they follow my work. Nice. Um, so I'm like a poet of poets. It's kind of really cool. Um, and so, like, I had it's going back to it. I had this deep conversation from uh, a, a poet from London, and uh, we we're essentially saying, well, you know, DNA is just writing, right? It's like it, it's just. <laughs> Uh, biogenetic poetry. It's, uh, like, you know, Gattaca, that movie, but even like G-T-A-C, right? Those, those, um, those chemicals. And it's written in a double helix in your, in your body, right? And then you pass that on and, and mix that with whoever you mate, and then you create a whole new poem, right? Um, that re- you know, and your genes kind of refer to what happened before, but it's a whole new remix. Yeah. So we are poetry. Life yeah. is poetry. Yeah. That's deep, right? Well, even though a lot of them are kind of stupid, those YouTube rants that people go on, I guess you could technically say that's a, a, a poetry because they're expressing their mind. But uh, yeah, it, it's yeah. probably like uh, low quality prose, right? Yeah. <laughs> low quality narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Like really bad not monologues, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, with lots of jump cuts and. So like everybody's a poet. It's just to yeah. what degree are they a poet? Yeah, right. And where are they a poet and they didn't know it? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Yes. Poetry is beautiful. Yeah. I love it. it. Is it's it's kind of my. I used to hate English class. Um. In high school. My my English teachers were so boring, and they didn't even want to teach. Yeah, and um, and so I wasn't. I, I was. I always loved writing, 
but I was never inspired. I was bullied a lot in, in uh, from like middle school to high school. So I just didn't want to be in school. But I had a fascination with with words. And once I got going, I wouldn't stop writing. And my mom's an English teacher. So she was like very like confused on why um, I wasn't doing well in school. Um, but once I graduated high school and started going into college and, and kind of just being my own person, living away from home, um, I like discovered that, yeah, I do have a way with words. And um, it became... And then I, 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 I walked into a open mic night in, in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And Cambridge, you know, it's a, it's a very intellectual town. There's Harvard, there's MIT, there's uh, Tufts. There's so many colleges. Well, Boston in general is just a, uh, a uh, college town. Hub. Oh, yeah, Berkeley too, right? The music school. Oh, yeah, right? Berkeley. Yeah. Mu- and I performed there once. Oh, nice. Um, not poetry, music, but... Well, I didn't know you did music too. I know you did uh, dancing. Yeah, I am I am a polymath. I'm a jack of all trades. <laughs> uh, I most recently identified myself as a renaissance man or a multidisciplinary artist uh, because that's what I do. Uh, I came to New York City originally to be like, I want to pursue more in acting. And we were talking about how Shakespeare is a poet, like he's yeah. a bard. Yeah. So like that, like poetry is like the foundation uh, of a, of a lot of you know human culture and human society. So um, when your artists are any type of art you're doing, you're we're the gatekeepers of culture. And so um, you know, I think my poet poetry background really helps me. Um, understand what is what is the deeper meaning behind words right and um yeah so i came to new york city because there's just a creative surplus here and there's just way there's a larger market for acting and um and i came here because like yeah i want to pursue more into acting and then uh when i was kind of confused on how to what direction to go in in acting in New York City, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write poetry and see what happens. And I put hashtag NYC poet. And then I get invited to a spoken word open mic night in Queens. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And um, the other thing is, is that what really got me started writing uh, even more is I found out that there are, uh, there's nyc typewriter poets and they sit in the parks with typewriters mm. and you ask them for suggestions about poems for anything i didn't even know those like still yeah existed. they <laughs> they have typewriter right. poets in new york city i mm. think it's called the nyc typewriter pro- oh, wow. project i'm but i have to even contact i haven't even contacted these guys yet i'm just looking yeah. this up online now there is so much that i there is so much to explore in new york and i love being here and actually um we're not, and I, I'm so happy. This is also my first time in New, in Jersey. New Jersey. So this is like this is the 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 total uh, New York experience right now, right? In terms yeah. of this is the New York artist experience, yeah. right? I'm in New Jersey. I'm recording a, a cast because this is where it's affordable for living situations for emerging artists and for people who live outside the box. Yes. Yeah. This is on. Uh, this is so amazing. Like, I've never been to 
uh, like New Jersey before. Once I got off the train, you're like, "Hey, Eric, hey, how you doing?" And then we like walked walked to your place, and then it's like, "I'm gonna get a bagel." I've never had a bagel in New Jersey, a New Jersey <laughs> bagel before. Um, yeah, this is this is awesome. I oh, you like this town though. Yeah. I mean, I just like this whole experience. I like, like never in my dreams yeah. would I have thought like um, somebody would be like, "Hey, I want you on my show. I want to just like let's just talk about life and poetry and stuff." Yeah, um, kind of has like a bohemian thing to it, I guess. Right? Like, yeah, this yeah. is just like a yeah, the, yeah. like a not just like it's just yeah. like a wow. It's like. You know, never a dull moment and yeah. and kind of living, living a life by action and action yeah. and kind of doing what you want and yeah. and doing what you feel like and being creative and being able to express it. But I guess uh, going back earlier, what you're saying about social media, I guess that's one of the positive sides of social yeah, media. Yeah. So it's like yeah. there's it's a double edged sword, right? Yeah. Um the 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 negative side is like the crazy things people do to be famous because fame in general we just let's just be real fame is weird like uh how weird is it to have millions of people uh look and follow your 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 selfies your moods your the uh projects you're doing how when in nature does that really happen? We're like, um, fame is weird. And, and what makes two people of equal talent, one's famous and the other is not? Yeah. You know, in French, they call it the je ne sais quoi. Uh, there's something about that thing. You know, the, it. You got it. You have the X factor, right? Like, fame yeah. is weird. Yeah. It's like that intangible thing that makes you uh, attractive and desirable to others. Um and the crazy things that people do to obtain it, yeah, and maintain fame. Well, and then sometimes it can kind of destroy. Like it's it's interesting how child stars usually turn out like screwed up, and then they have no career once they grow up. Yeah, because yeah. fame is there's a downside of fame, and actually that is uh, we're let's that go back to the original reason why I have a pen name. My pen name is like my poet name is my alter ego, my alias, like. There's the Eric that goes and pays bills and pays rent and, like, takes the train. Wait, wait, wait but your pen name is still, like, Eric something, though. Yeah. My pen name is, uh, well, no, my pen name is my poet name, Eric Kai. Yeah, Eric Kai, yeah. And then I have my government name, which I will not share for oh, the yeah. reason of protecting <laughs> yeah, yeah. myself. See, this is the downside of fames, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Like, you uh, have well, to protect yourself. Then Donald Trump's going to say, hey, well... Well, I told now I know who this Eric guy is, and maybe I'll say something to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know your name now, and it's like now I'm gonna like look up like where you live, and now I'm gonna stalk you, or like like there are so many, or or like now I'm gonna steal your identity and like take your money. Like there's so many like horrible things to pe that people do to other human beings. So oh, it's a, it's it, almost it's a it's a psychological and layer of defense. Or also, there's the terrible things people do to achieve fame. I, ancient Greece had like a prime example of that. There was a guy who burnt down, uh, he burnt down some big building in Greece, 
And then, uh, he, he, like, he did it because he wanted to be famous. He even said that that's the reason he did it. And then, like, they had a law, like, anybody... I'm going to look that up. Yeah, anybody, anybody who right spoke now. his name would be punished. But then, years later, his name was known. But obviously not to me, because I can't remember it. But <laughs> he did uh, it for, yeah. All, all publicity is good publicity. But I don't. I don't think that's true. If you're, I think if you're yeah. a bad guy and you're infamous, yeah. uh, well, that's why people do like you know mass killings and stuff like that because they know they'll be in the news and everything. Is, right. It, it's yeah. almost like almost they're, they're like crying. It's because they don't have poetry. They don't have good poetry. They're yeah. crying out for expression, yeah. so they have to express themselves physically through violence. Yeah. I think the thing is, if the, the I truly believe the pen is mightier than the sword. Um, uh. You know, the, that, it, it, cause what you say and what you write, and if it's recorded and saved through time and you like wrote a book, that like, that will make your work timeless. And that knowledge and that expression will pass on even after you have left this body. Yeah. Um, that is something very powerful. Now, a sword, you can just, uh, you know, protect your life, you know, like weapons yeah. or, or taking arms or physical, like you, you can protect your life and you can end someone's life. But like, that's all you can do. It's just a, it's just a yeah, tool. For, it's a tool for, to, to harm or to protect yourself by threatening to harm someone else. And let's not, let's not discount that like words do like psychological mm. violence also hurts people. But what I'm saying is that, like, violence happens because... People can't express themselves. People can't express themselves. And, like, um, violence happens when there are no more words left to yeah. say. Or someone, yeah. does, someone doesn't know how to use words. Or I guess they're uh, maybe just a sociopath or a sadist or something. So, the, so this goes back into, like, yeah. you know, Shakespeare again. Yeah. And, like, to be or not to be and, and you know, this whole notion of like we i mean we talk about conflict all the time in narrative and literature and so like yeah there's like you know like there's so many stories about why people take up arms and and that the stories always repeat into kind of a vicious cycle of humanity Uh, and and so like to see those patterns um, being ex- expressed in plays or in movies, um, or in other, any other type of medium, it's like, it fascinates people because it's like, well, what happens when there are no more words, right? Oh, this is, and this is why it happens, right? Yeah. So, like, uh, people love to see cause and effect of very, um, Disturb disturbing stories, or just, yeah. or just not just or like that's part of life too. Um, well, like understanding why like a serial killer does what they do, or whatever. You mean. Right, and that's yeah. why they have like, yeah. oh my god! Well, that's why Sherlock's home. All these detective novels and crime yeah. novels are written, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, Batman was in influ- the you know the comic book Batman was influenced by Sherlock Holmes, right? Yeah, I must feel like it's. The thing, though, is then, then, like, the victims are always kind of forgotten. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're stuff, like they remember the murder. Yeah, because it's always, like, between, the, like, the detective and the hero. Oh, well, that, oh you mean in the stories. But, yeah, I mean, like, the, I mean, like, in the news. Like, when people, when, like, there's a mass. 
it's always like the shooters, remember, or like the serial killers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's because it's the way that the news is presented. Like, this man was a mass murderer, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, they go, mass murderer, like, yeah. gun shooting, blah, blah, blah. Or, like, because it's, like, that's how the news is, like, um, that's how journalism picks in viewership by... Yeah. <coughs> it, it, it has a certain narrative, right? Yeah. But, you know, they kind of have to have the that, that pattern in viewership. N- news has to be very um, structured. But going back to that... That just means, actually, I, I just had a realization right now. We love our heroes just as much as we love our villains. Well, you can't have one without the other. Right? Um, they both define each other. Yeah. That's the whole thing with the... That's in the Batman, Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah, Batman and Joker. That's yeah, you're only, you're only a hero until, it, until they it. make you the yeah. villain, right? Yeah. And that's... Uh, and, and hero and villain... Hero, heroicism and villainy are just based on perspective a lot. Sometimes um, the villains you see in narratives are are just as possibly reasonable as uh, as fallible as the heroes are, right? Yeah. Um, I'm even looking at the... the uh, like sometimes, like villains make really good points, even though they're like wrong and they're evil, right? And then it's like that. It's it's like what, like how did that? What drew that person to be pushed off to the edge, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, isn't also kind of giving that person what they want? Like those people kind of thrive off people like paying attention to them and oh like, yes, like, of course, to, yeah. You know, villains want an audience, yeah. and, and usually times the heroes get the audience, right, and the applause. Yeah. Right? It's like, villains, boo! Heroes, yeah. yay! Right? Um, but it's all love, right? It's all the same. That's why we got, went back to, like, hate and love are on a spectrum. Yeah. There was a comedian I saw recently at an open mic that talked about that, like, how everybody, even if they're lashing out, what they really want is love. And actually, he had a clinical depression. It's interesting. A lot of comedians are actually very depressed. Oh, they use yeah, humor man. as a way to like cope. Right. Because he was talking about his depression and everything, but he made it funny, like, and he made him laugh. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. So I, I thought it was good he was able to use that, like, in a, in a uh, constructive way. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, my friend tells me all the time, my, one of my best friends uh, who lives in Brooklyn, I mean, uh, Ken. I'm gonna shout out to you. You always tell me hurt people hurt people. You know that's 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 just a. He says that all the time. It's a it's a truth, right? The and no, this is what we. This goes back into poetry and literature and Shakespeare and like what is the meat of like this goes since the essence of 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 the psyche of the the human psyche, right? It's like uh, hurt people hurt people. That that is. If you go into the backstory of a villain, usually time they're abused people, right? Yeah. Um, they're abused by the society, and so they lash out, and and um, their their way to cope is to harm is to harm society or 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 take down. 
Well, they, they could also just be uh, structures, psychopaths, though, and just like born. Like I think there's also some people. Oh yeah, are just born without empathy too. Yeah, they're about, they're just like Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer had very nice parents. He even said he had very nice parents. Some so, people like, are just cold, said, right? Yeah. So some people are just cold-blooded killers, and they enjoy uh, enjoy killing, and that. Yeah, so I. I don't know how we threw off on that tangent, yeah. but well, this it is BSing. Sense, yeah. This is just like <laughs> BSing. Right? I, mean, yeah. we're, we're, I mean, we're just talking about all kinds of literature. Let's talk about love now. I mean, no, this is like, wow. This, um, yeah. this is some Good deep, conversa- yeah. deep, deep conversation. Deep shit, man. Deep shit. Yeah, deep bullshit. It's really not bullshit. Uh-huh. We're BSing. Um, so, uh, did you, you didn't, did you say everything you wanted to say about like open mics and stuff? I guess you haven't done. I mean, we only have like a little bit more time because I got to get. Um, well, let's see. I'm going to be, you know, touring around New York City at as many open mics as possible. So, uh, you know, you can catch me there. Um, some, uh, sometimes I go to, uh, the Rock Church. They have an open mic on Thursday nights that's in Queens. Um, but I am, I am excited to be able to explore, um, New York City and all the different places that, that you can recite poetry. Um, yeah. Wow. This is, this was a, this was a deep journey and exploration into the human mind and psyche and just, um, the New York poet experience. So no, thank you very much, Sean. Yeah, man. This was a good show. I'll let you know when it's, it should be up like pretty soon so thanks for coming on and all that all right yeah. uh yeah peace keep poetry alive man poetry is not dead be the hero in your own story guys okay so that was the conversation i hope you enjoyed it and for those who want to check out eric's poetry go to e r y k uh k a i Eric K on Instagram. Uh, he'll be pretty easy to find, I think. And if you want to keep updated with future episodes of BSing with Sean K, there's uh, my blog spot, BSing with Sean K. Blogspot.com. And you can also subscribe to BSing with Sean K on iTunes. And I'm trying to get it on Spotify as well. But anyway, that's about it for today's episode. I'll catch you on the next one.